your home of the pins and the best pins coverage. WXDX FM Pittsburgh, an iHeart Radio station. On the Channel 11 Sunday Night Show, of which I am the undisputed, undefeated, untied, and unscored upon number one star. On the final word, we play a game called Five Words. Use five words to describe something. Here's five words to describe how the Penguins played last night. Too much friggin' perimeter hockey. That's five words. Hockey that fails in playoffs. There's five more. Quit playing Saddam soft. There's five more. Look at the one goal for Pittsburgh by Sherry. A perimeter pass to a perimeter shot. Nice goal, but they only got one goal. Only got one goal against the team that has allowed the most goals in the National Hockey League. Hornquist can't be the only guy going to the net. The playoffs are almost here. So, Penguins, get your noses dirty. Hey, perimeter hockey, guess what? You just made the list. The list brought to you by Matt Merch Plumbing. Count on a name you can trust. Call 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. I'm not talking about the Penguins being soft in general. They're not sissy Marys. I'm talking about the way they play with the puck. The Penguins don't shy away on defense or when the puck is loose. They play the body, but offensively, when they have the puck, the Penguins are playing too much perimeter. 412-333-9939. It certainly has been a full day today. The news out of pit with the men's basketball job. Somebody pointed out on Twitter, by the way, you never talk about pit basketball during the season, and now you're talking about their coaching search. That's right, because I don't talk about 0-18 basketball teams. Now it's news because it's a coaching search, and they can screw that up and look even worse on top of 0-18 when they get a stiff like Kevin Willard of Seton Hall who settles for the job after everybody of repute turns them down. And make no mistake, Everyone of repute will turn Pitt down because it's just going to be too hard the first season, even the first two seasons. You're not just trying to rebuild. There's nothing to rebuild with. There are only like two players on the roster right now. Uh, Danny Hurley has not yet announced his decision, but uh, as Bob McLaughlin mentioned, with Xavier now likely to have a coaching opening, Hurley could be in that discussion. I just don't think Hurley's going to pit, even though they may have made the most lucrative offer. Sean Miller reportedly talked to Pitt this morning. Miller says he's not a candidate. Pitt leaked that they don't want Miller because of the FBI thing. Well, they didn't leak that specifically. They just leaked that they don't want Miller. If that's the case, then Heather Lake is a bigger fool than I thought. And I think she's pretty much a friggin' idiot. So that's the pit coaching situation. Let me know what you think, Dow 412-333-WXDX. Or you can contact me on Twitter, at MarkMaddenX. 
Okay, I'm having more technical difficulties, so I have no idea who's on hold to talk to me, but I sure would like to talk to him. What's your name? Oh, it's the Hebrew Hammer, Yuck Shamash. Hebrew Hammer, uh, do you have any radio equipment sitting around that might work better than what I've got? I sold it on a Craigslist. Yeah, tough luck for us. What's going on? Hey, earlier in the year there was a, uh, I hate to say an excuse for the Penguins, but people said um, they were tired. Well, maybe they really are tired. Uh, I think there's a bit of an element of that now. I think there's a bit of an element of calm before the storm because the playoffs are right around the corner. That said, I thought they were horrible last night at Brooklyn. I thought that might have been their worst game of the year. Uh, it was right there with that Chicago debacle in week one when you talk about bad starts coming out flat. Uh, it was just terrible. I was very dismayed by the way they played. Now, are they in danger of missing the playoffs? Probably not, although if they lose a couple more in a row, who knows how that could trickle down. But I thought last night, in and of itself, was a thoroughly depressing game. What say you? Well, you know what? Two months ago, people were, you know, people were having they're crowning them the three uh, three peat uh, Stanley Cup winners, and you know what? There's still like eight games left, and I would just wait to see how this goes. And I don't think this means anything until the playoffs. I mean, you have to make the playoffs, but I think this is like complete overanalyzation of all of it. I mean, the, well, I just think that that what people are ignoring is this hammer. It's tough to win the Stanley Cup once, let alone three times in a row. It's just an incredibly hard task. And uh, there are a lot of factors that figure into their pursuit, negative factors that don't figure into the pursuit of other teams who don't have the burden of the pressure of having won the last two, the physical demand exerted by having won the last two. It's just very hard to do. That's why nobody's done it since 1982, I suppose. Yeah, I agree with all of that. Hey, earlier you mentioned Tommy Maddox and this uh, this other football league that comes up. But I had never correct you, but I think it's Maddox, not Tommy Maddox. That's your cue. Yucks so much. Whammy. Let's go to D.C. D.C., you're on the Mark Madden Show. D.C., turn your radio down and start talking because... It's been bad radio all day, and you're making it worse. Okay, we don't have D.C. because he's too busy listening to the radio on the phone. Let's try James. Let's see if James is any smarter. James, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Mark, how you doing, bud? Terrific. Good. Hey, we can obviously pick the, uh, the pens apart for last night. Um, just wanted to get your take on I know you're a big Olimata fan. Um, I think this year he has uh, he's done a tremendous job. I think he's come into his own, and I think he's doing a wonderful job. What do you think? I think he's been their best defenseman this season, certainly their most consistent. Uh, Ole said when he was on the show earlier this year, it was a matter of having had the whole summer to work out. He was perfectly healthy. During most of last season, he'd recovered from all his surgeries and maladies, but uh, this past summer he worked out, and he's... Uh, conditioning nuts so uh, and I think that gave him a lot of confidence having you know been able to uh, work as he likes during the summer so uh, I think he's been brilliant thank you for the call uh, here's the news from the Mike Sullivan press conference Casey DeSmith is in goal tonight 
how to use Murray back-to-back because I think you need to win tonight. Boy, they love them some Casey DeSmith, don't they? Uh, Mike Sullivan and the goalie coach, Mike Buckley, who coached Casey DeSmith at New Hampshire. I like Casey DeSmith, too. I think he's an NHL-caliber goalie. I just would play Matt Murray tonight because, well, maybe I think that the Penguins need these points more than Penguins management thinks they need these points. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty. And we have Dejan at the bottom of the hour for the Hockey Night Show. But now it's time to ask Mark anything, which is always so much fun, except when it's not. You can ask anything you like about anything you like. Dial four one two three 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 WXDX and ask Mark anything. Do it right now. Four one two three 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 WXDX. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Bubble M, huge fan, buddy. Your voice is like sweet nectar to my ears. Still of the night, still of the night, still of the night. DX at 105.9. Somebody just told me on Twitter the B team is talking about how great Pitt is because they turned on Sean Miller. First off, I don't believe for a second Pitt turned on Sean Miller. Second off, why does that make Pitt great? Do you want to win or don't you? Because if they got Sean Miller, they'd have a better chance of resurrecting the program Instead, they're going to settle for Kevin Willard, and they're going to stink in perpetuity. You want to win, or don't you? If you want to win, you take a bit of a chance. Let's go to Joe on Route 79. Joe, it's time to ask Mark anything. Hi, Mark. It's Joe, big fan. wanted to ask you what your favorite car is. Uh, the Ford Edge by Schultz Ford, the 2018 model. That's what I currently drive, and I just love it. What's your favorite car? I'd have to go with a, a Jeep. A what? A Jeep. Kind of low brow. Let's go to a TC on Coriopolis. TC, ask Mark anything. Mark, what's your favorite half decade of music from 60 to present day? Now, you told the call screener you wanted to talk about Kevin Willard. Why did you reverse well, fields? I, well, actually, I did. I thought that I was supposed to be doing the, the short version here. My favorite half decade of music, uh, I would say there's two. The the first half of the 70s because of Led Zeppelin. I know that's tough. You know, I would say the second half of the 70s because that, that encompasses Led Zeppelin, especially my favorite album, Physical Graffiti, and the prime of UFO in the beginning of Whitesnake. Then the second best half decade would probably be the early 80s for a lot of the same reasons, but not Led Zeppelin. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Now, can I can I mention the Kevin Willard stuff? Why not? Go ahead. All right. Listen. Um, you know, I'm underwhelmed by Kevin Willard being chosen. It, it blows my mind. I, I don't know that he will be chosen. I just think I, that I just think that's going to be the guy they settle for. Thank you for the call. Let's go wait. to Matt in the car. Matt, ask Mark anything. Yes, King. Hey, other than the Penguins, uh, will Vegas be your go-to team? Well, I always root for Flower for sure. I'd like to see I'd like to see Vegas do well. If you let me pick the final, it'd be Vegas against Pittsburgh. In fact, I will be in Vegas next week, and I'll be watching the Golden Knights play a couple games. That'd be great. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Dave on the shaft side. Dave, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, check it out, man. Uh, put in order from the one you like the best to the one you like the least. Ketchup, mayonnaise, mustard. What kind of mustard? Uh, the hot, or not hot, but like the brown stuff. 
and what am I putting it on? Anything you want. See, that, that, that's an unfair question because if it's a hamburger, I'd say ketchup. If it's a hot dog, I'd say the brown mustard. True. And a hoagie would be mayonnaise, right? I'm not a big mayonnaise fan. You wouldn't know it to look at me, but that's, that's not my thing. And, like, what about blue cheese? I mean, you could put that on a burger, blue cheese and bacon. And ranch, too, yeah. See, it's, it's too you, – you need to say what's your favorite condiment on a burger or a dog. Call back at some other point and ask me that. Let's go to Don in Greensburg. Don, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, how's it going? Terrific. Hey, uh, the, Stanley, the Stanley Cup trophy, Once the like when the Penguins win it, they each get it for a day, like a day with the Stanley Cup and the coaches and whatnot get it. Does that keeper of the cup, does he go along? Does he chaperone it to all these parties and these events? Yeah, yes, he does. There's uh, there's either two or three keepers of the cup. My favorite's a guy named Mike Bolt. He's been in a lot of the functions I've been at. He's a great guy, and he really gets into the spirit, the party aspect of it. But, yeah, there's somebody there with it at all times. That would be a great summer gig to go around and shop. Oh, my God, listen to this. Thanks for the call. Now I'm going to get pissed off. Joe Manganiello has the cup today. Joe Manganiello goes to, like, one game every decade. He's a celebrity fan. He gets the cup. When's old Mark get the cup? Never. Seriously, that sucks. I have kept this franchise afloat in terms of visibility when they're not good. And we'll do so again at some point. Or I won't. Let's go to Mike in the car. Mike, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark, if you could pick uh, one band, one song, if you could magically learn to play one instrument at one venue... Uh, what's the band, the song, the instrument, the venue? Uh, in other words, what have I fantasized about being in music? Exactly. You could be. I don't know that I. Band. I don't know that I have for a long time, but uh, but uh, that's a good. I, I'd like to play Communication Breakdown. But you see, if I played Communication Breakdown with Led Zeppelin, I, I, you know, I'd be replacing Jimmy Page. Then it's not Led Zeppelin. Well, you could join Page on stage then. Okay, dueling guitars with Jimmy Page on Communication Breakdown at Madison Square Garden. All right. Not because Communication Breakdown is my favorite Zeppelin song. I just think that, you know, it would be super cool. I mean, my favorite Zeppelin song is Dazed and Confused. But there's the guitar bow stuff. That's just kind of long and drawn out. Let's go to the dude in the bowling alley. Dude, ask Mark anything. Hey, Double M, quick question. When you go to pick up food, like when you order it and you go to pick it up, do you tip or do you not tip? Yeah, I always tip. I over-tip. I tip at restaurants. I tip when I pick up. Like, uh, there's a place I go to called Eggs or Us that has a really good breakfast. I tip the waitress and they have a tip jar for the cooks. I tip the cooks, too. No harm can come from tipping. You get better service, better everything when you do that. Thanks, dude. Up next, he is here live at Buford's on 5th Avenue. It is Dejan Kovacevic, the Serbian reactionary, and he joins a great feature on the program. It's the Hockey Night Show up next on 105.9. It's the Exit 105.9 Hockey Night Show with your host, Mark Madden, brought to you by Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman on your home for the best Pens coverage and the best hockey time. 105.9 The X. I'm live at Buford's on 5th Avenue. Joining me for the Hockey Night Show from DKPittsburghSports.com, it's Dejan Kovacevic. Dejan brought to you by Walnut Grill. Uh, Dejan, why were the Penguins so very flat last night? Because 
that loss to Brooklyn at Brooklyn was about as bad as they've been all season. Oh, I don't know. The third period of the week before across the river in New York was pretty bad, too. Uh, they are not preparing themselves mentally to face these bad teams. They've been on a run of bad teams right now. Uh, there's not much to say beyond that. Uh, I, I asked Mike Sullivan just now across the street if there's anything that he can do as a veteran coach with a veteran group to try to alter their pregame prep order, and there really isn't. You know that, Mark. These guys are creatures of habit. Other than walking into the room and saying, the Montreal Canadiens are awesome when everybody knows that they stink, it's not going to work. Yeah, uh, these guys won two cups. They're going to do what they're going to do. Right. But I see it tonight not as a crucial game, but, boy, uh, the teams behind the Penguins are sneaking up on them, and I don't think they'll all leapfrog them to knock them out of the playoffs, but right now it is a mathematical possibility, and I would feel a lot better if Pittsburgh as they should do, would beat Montreal tonight. Yeah, and the one thing that you don't want to do if you're the Penguins is drop down into a wild card position because then you're working your way up against legitimately higher seeds you know, that you really don't want to be facing well, yeah, in the first round. If you got the first wild card, you might play Washington, and really, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. But you don't want to play Tampa. That no, would require a silly. precipitous drop. Yeah, and, and then if you look down at the, the lower part of that bracket, the team that would should concern everyone the most. I'm not talking about passing the Penguins, but working their way up into the playoff pictures, Florida. They're just playing yeah. amazing hockey right now. And New Jersey's not. I think that might be where the switcheroo takes place. It could be. But at the same time, if you're the Penguins, you need to start taking some of this stuff seriously. Uh, if they don't after last night, I'll be really su- both surprised and disappointed. Oh, it's such a traffic jam. And I'm not saying home ice is the be-all, end-all. Mm-hmm. But given the gratuitous difference between their home and away uh, records, I'd want home ice. I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah, you would, and especially if you're lining up with Columbus. Uh, not that the Penguins haven't won at Nationwide Arena, but it's a legitimately very different environment. It is You've indeed. been there. Uh, it's it's not like any place in hockey right now uh, with the volume, the passion, and, 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 of course, that gets even more animated by the number of Pittsburghers that go out there. So I, I don't think they want to be messing around with that. It's time to start taking care of business. Now, right now, and last night was exemplary, Right now, the stars don't look like stars and aren't producing like stars. No. Why is that? No. I, I Again, I think they've just hit a rut. I, I go back to the first two periods in Madison Square Garden, Mark, a game I covered up there where they had open ice like crazy. They were doing these tic-tac-toe breakouts. Uh, it looked like a video game. And they thought, wow, this is great. We get to do this for a week straight. Yeah, Rui looked like Chelios the first two periods. And then the Rangers, smartly, with Elaine Vigneault's guidance, decided to start chipping pucks behind the Penguins and made them play in their own end. And all of a sudden, the breakouts weren't so easy anymore. And they never, I mean, yeah, they went and they took it to Montreal after the, the initial slow 10 minutes the next night out there. But they never really got out of that rut, you know. And it's, they have to understand that, look, in any sport, a bad team can bring you down, you know, especially when they're loose on defense because you think that you don't have to work for what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And you start moving around in bad patterns, things that you normally won't do. Uh, but Mike Sullivan, I can tell you, again, from just hearing from him across the street now, uh, I don't think he's going to let them get away with that tonight. I really don't. Well, well, getting back to the stars not looking or producing like stars. Yeah, it's, it's them too. Would you put Gino and Kessel together, or would you keep the stars on separate lines like you know Sullivan wants to do? Uh, you know what? What you and I want to do isn't going to line up with what he wants. Uh, he's going to have his stars separated. Uh, I, he's convinced. What if it doesn't work? You know what? If it doesn't work right now, then you can fairly say that 
not to pick on anybody here, but you can fairly say I think that Derek Broussard and Phil Kessel won't work. In which case, then you start bringing Riley Shane back into that mix. No, you don't. Yeah, you do. He's not good enough to bring back into that mix. He's people want to bump it him worked. up. It worked. You just asked what worked. F that. F him. People want to bump him up to like top six. Yeah, you, you, you no, have, I didn't say that. This have, is top nine. You have him to be the best fourth line center, not the worst first line winger. Okay, now you're getting theoretical instead of re- in, instead of realistic. Okay, here, well, but, where would you put Broussard? Where would you put Shea? I would say that I would consider having Shea back with Kessel in some form. Not right now. I think you still have to give it a little bit of a look. Hope he breaks out of it a little bit. But right now, there isn't that Here, here's what I'd do. clicking there. There isn't that chemistry. And Phil's clicked with everybody all year, I Mark. would put Gino with Phil in either Haglin, Sherry, or Zach Aston Reese when he's healthy. Put Sid with Hornquist and Gensel. And then Broussard centers the third line of Rust and whoever's left over uh, from at the left wing. Well, you lost me with taking you know, the, the Haglund, Hornquist, Malkin line apart. I just don't think you can How's do that. How's it doing right now? Of course you can. You got it doing get, right now. You gotta, Are you talking about one game you gotta, last you gotta, night? They've been you tremendous. Gotta, you got to get Sid going, too. Sid's yes, you do. A, Sid's always sucking high and you know what when it comes to getting line mates. Yeah, Maybe at 30 years old, and might I add, on the lowest points per game in his career, lowest goal total in his career. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's time for him to get some help okay. instead of elevating guys. But my memory extends to at least last Wednesday when you on this very program in this particular segment said you wanted to see Rust up on that first line with ah. Sid. And he's been there and it's and not he's gone been there. great. It's- Oh God, great! They played what? How many games since then? One. Yeah, but you got to get Sid going. <laughs> they stunk last You've night. You got to get Sid going. I agree. I, I I can't agree more with that. I don't know that the answer is breaking up the second line to make that happen. I think you still have to try to find a way to get Broussard and Kessel going too. By it's, the way, Sherry's not going to make that happen. No. That's where Aston Reese has to come back. Yeah, but he's not back yet. He's not. Is Broussard doing enough? You see, I think he's playing fine, but but the points aren't there. Well, he actually, he's getting some helpers, but only the one goal. Yeah, I mean, he's still kind of playing a perimeter style, and by that, I don't even necessarily mean staying to the edges. I mean, he's even on the perimeter of the puck battles in the middle. And if you think about the best version of Derek Broussard, the one that the Rangers were glowing to oh, us I like about last week. Oh, I like it when he hacks. You know, when he starts getting filthy, when you start hating Derek Broussard is when he's at his best. Now, some guys, Mark, throughout hockey history have just not flipped that switch until they've gotten to playoffs and they've driven coaches nuts. Marion Hosa. Heck, you could just go back to Nick Benino, you know, and look at what he's done of late. He's he's skating hard. He's trying to create. Uh, I still don't see him being assertive, especially when it comes to shooting. We're talking today, John Kovacevic of DKPittsburghSports.com here on 105.9 The X. Uh, do they miss Ian Cole? I don't think they do. But Columbus has won nine games in a row with Cole in the lineup. But, but I refuse to believe he's the catalyst. They traded for some other guys, too, and they were pretty good to begin with. Yeah, he's not the catalyst. I, I, I mean, he's a good player. I, I do think the Penguins miss him maybe more than you do. Um, I, I've oh, liked I what the, I've seen of Chad Ruiz. I think they miss Ruido. him. I just think that they, they made the bargain they needed to. Yeah, I, I do. I, I think they miss him in particular on penalty kill, which has been really bad for the last five games here, contrary to what Sullivan has been saying, that it's about lousy luck. It was really, it was really bad uh, at the end when he was here, though, too. It's just the, the unit's not doing well. Yeah, that said, the Blue Jackets have been a massively underperforming team 
to this point. It was a matter of time until they got a lot of guys back. Well, they're a weird team because if you recall, last year they had that ridiculously long winning streak. What was it, 13 games or whatever? 16. Other than that, they weren't very good. No. And if you throw this winning streak out, they're not very good. No, but they're having it at the right time. No I'm question. sure they'd be the ones to tell you that. Unlike last year. And what they're doing right now, they should have been doing all along. They did have some key injuries. Brandon Dubinsky and guys like that were out for long stretches. But look at the talent that's over there. They should have been doing this. You know, yeah, I'm still not impressed at center, though, and it's the most important no, position I mean, in the you, league. No, I know, and, and Wenberg hasn't exactly had that breakout year I think a lot of people were hoping for. Uh, but it's not – look, the, what they're doing isn't the result of Ian Cole, and what the Penguins are doing isn't the result of Ian Cole. Right, or Derek Broussard playing poorly. No, although it wouldn't hurt if he, you know, played better. It would hurt if a lot of them produced more, and, and, and that brings me to this. Connor Sherry has 15 goals, including last night's. Jake Gensel has 20 goals. How would you rate their play? Because despite their stats, like with Gensel, I keep saying, and I try not to be critical because he's a second-year guy and I really like his game, it's been kind of a quiet 20 goals. It has because he goes through these long stretches of nothing. He's yeah. very, very streaky, and that drives coaches nuts because they, they prefer to remember the best version of you, and they hold you up to that level. Uh, Gensel has been maddening in that regard. I think... Sherry has been maddening on more levels than that. I mean, he can't catch a pass anymore. I, I really don't understand that. I mean, he's become really weak on the stick. He's getting knocked off the puck easily. But the real reason that I think the Gensel and Sherry aspect has felt quiet throughout the year is that they don't do much when they aren't scoring. You know what I mean? They're not. When Patrick Hornquist goes a few games without a goal, you don't really notice it. You know, he's still making things happen. He's still going to the front of the net. Uh, these players aren't that type of player. Well, that's what I mean by a quiet 20 goals, yeah. or in Sherry's case, a quiet 15 goals. Yeah, and I think they both need to elevate their games pretty significantly here. Not for the playoffs, but before that to get going. Now, where does Sherry, that... I don't think they're going to play Sherry, really. When Zach Aston Reese comes back, he's out. Uh, well, that where do you think Zach Aston yeah. Reese winds up? And obviously somebody gets hurt, and Sherry will wind up back in there somewhere at some point. But I agree. I would put Aston Reese back in as soon as he's ready. I, I do, too. And do I you think, think they will, though? I Put him back in? Yeah. Oh, boy, Mike Sullivan just sent a, I'm glad you asked that, a very loud and clear signal that he will. Uh, he said he, we think, we believe that he is a player that we can win with. Um, he's not saying that so he can have him sit with us up in the press box. Uh, so he's going to be out there. The question is where? Do you put him on Sid's line? Uh, you know, no. Yeah, yeah, I know how you feel about that, that he can't keep up, but I'll say, that, I'll counter that it well, doesn't no, no, matter. I, I think he can keep up. I, I just play Gensel at left wing on that line. Okay, well. Then you don't want Gensel on the right side. Uh, I wouldn't be totally against so that. So you say Russ and Aston. I just want Hornquist yeah, okay. with Sid, period. Yeah, but it's not going to happen. He's not breaking that lineup. Yeah, he will. I bet he does sooner uh, or later. I'll, I'll, we'll sooner see. or later. We'll see. I'll say this. Aston Reese, I think, could be the solution for what ails a lot of the Broussard-Kessel aspect because you have two guys that are kind of spinning around to go on perimeter and you need one person to I go would to the just, net. That's I why would, Sherry won't work there. I would just really like Sid to get a proven commodity to work with. He almost never gets that. Yeah, but again, you're getting philosophical here instead of just getting the team ready for the playoffs. No, I'm, well, the best thing about the best thing that would help this team get ready for the playoffs is a productive Sidney Crosby, productive would, at I, his usual level. I will agree with that. I think that can happen in a lot of different ways. Yeah, I think there's there's a there's a point A to point B way, and it's Patrick Hornquist on that wing. Why are the Penguins so bad on the road? Because they stink on the road. I don't buy it. I, I'm sorry, I've covered like half of their road games okay, this year. Okay, well, the record I suggests know, they stink on the road. I just don't. I, what I don't see is a difference in their play. They're certainly not. 
I mean, you think about this. Think about who makes up the core of this roster. They're not about to go into some road place, least of all somewhere like Brooklyn, and get spooked out. You know what I mean? Uh, so it's not some intangible thing. Do they get more amped up playing at home in front of their home fans and skating and trying to create and everything? Well, sure, I, I yeah, that's, that's normal. Too, but uh, but I, see, I don't, usually, I don't though, see a usually, different tendency. Usually the real good team goes on the road, and because they don't have to impress, they play a more fundamentally sound game and just outlast the other team. I think a lot of what's gone wrong for the Penguins on the road this year, and I don't mean to just to pinpoint one specific area, but I don't think that the road goaltending has been particularly good this year. And some of that involves the new guys when they've been out there. And maybe they are affected by it. But they have not had good goaltending well, away well, from speaking PPG. Speaking of which, do you think Casey DeSmith's better than Tristan Jari? Absolutely not. Neither do they. Now why is Casey DeSmith playing because tonight? Because they, they need to get Jari, I think, act really active down there before the playoffs start. I understand. I, I think this has all been scripted Do you think Jari will be back for, as the backup for the playoffs? I think so. I, I mean, look, I say that now. But what if DeSmith goes and puts on a show? See, I'm not anti-DeSmith. I think he's a you know a guy who works hard, which might be damning with faint praise. I know Buckley, the goalie coach, loves him. But but I just I'd rather have Jari in that tonight. I want the points tonight too. Yeah, I mean I can see that, especially since he was the one who faced Montreal. Yes. Uh, up there last week and saw these guys. Uh, but I think they've had this scripted out for a while from what I've heard, Mark, where they want to make sure that both of these guys are active, both in the minors and in the NHL. You know, they can move them freely. You can do too much scripting and not enough reacting. Now, I know, I know. But I, I think in this case, they wanted to make sure that Jari gets a lot of action because Murray's going to get the bulk of it here the rest of the way. That's Dejan Kovacevic from DKPittsburghSports.com. We want calls, but hockey calls only. I'm live at Buford's on 5th Avenue, 412-333-WXDX. It's the X's Hockey Night Show with your host, Mark Madden. Brought to you by Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. The best hockey talk on your home of the pens and best pens coverage, 105.9 The X. Double M on the Hockey Night Show brought to you by the law firm of Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. I'm live at Buford's on 5th Avenue. Penguins host Montreal tonight. Montreal jumped out to a 2-0 lead over Pittsburgh at Montreal last week. But the Penguins battled back to win 5 the. Uh, the Penguins lost 4-1 at Brooklyn last night against the New York Islanders. And it would make me feel a lot better about the Penguins being solid in a playoff berth and solid in contention for home ice if they couldn't beat Montreal tonight, which they should do because Montreal's just playing out the string. Although, a bit of a storyline for tonight's game. Carey Price, who's been hurt for quite some time, will be back in goal for the Canadian. And it's a classic goaltending matchup. Carey Price against Casey DeSmith. No matter what the scalpers are charging, I think that would be worth the price of admission. Let's go to Steve in South Hill. Steve, you're on the Hockey Night Show. Hey, Mark. I agree that uh, Hornquist needs to go back on uh, sizzling immediately. I think that would help a lot of the problems. But I was wondering if you think that the way they handled Jake Hensel the early parts of the year, may have, they may have mismanaged them. Given their playoff success together, don't you think he should have started on Crosby's wing, even with the lack of depth at center? I don't know that you micromanage things to benefit a, a second-year winger as good as Jake was last year. I see where you're coming from, and if it were me, yeah, I'd have had Gensel on Crosby's wing a lot earlier. If you recall, they needed him as third-line center for just a little bit. But, yeah, I don't think Gensel's been used perfectly, but then again, you don't go out of your way to use a second-year guy perfectly. And, and Jake's done okay. I just think he needs to do better. Thank you for the call. 
Yeah, I think Sid got to produce more, and I'm not sure all of that's on Sid. He's always been asked to elevate. Now I think he needs more of a partner or partners on his wings. He's got Gensel. I would give him Hornquist ASAP. Penguins programming next. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9.